0: Time, and thank you for, for being here tonight. I uh, appreciate uh, everyone joining live or, or via video. Uh, my name is Peter Wernicke. I'm the, uh, one of the members of representatives from the Senate Franklin Ford Tri-County School Committee and with me is the other member. So I'm Jen
1: D'Angelo, the other member of the Tri-County School Committee representing Franklin.
0: And also with us is Harry D'Cajan.
1: I'm Harry I'm the Director of Facilities of Tri-County.
0: And so we're here tonight to talk about the, the building project. Uh, that we have uh, approved as a committee and have brought forward to the 11 member communities uh, that we feel is important for the future of Tri-County. And it all begins with a story. 50 years ago, in the the mid 70s, the federal government and the state of Massachusetts came together with a plan to build and develop vocational training programs across the country. Federal and state money combined built Tri-County and 18 other regional vocational technical schools in the Commonwealth. 50 years later, here we are today talking about replacing that original structure. So Tri-County opened in 1977, and although it's been very well maintained and looks very good from a certain point of view, when you start digging into the, the exterior envelope of the building, you start looking at the interior finishes, you start looking at how construction methods have changed in the last 50 years, 50 years ago, it was okay to put piping inside walls. And now 50 years later, we've inherited problems where leaks happen out of nowhere and water comes through fixtures and ceilings and out of the floors. And they're hard to find. They're hard to find where those problems exist. You have to open walls, you have to make the necessary repairs, and then eventually it's going to happen again because systems fail over time. I'm almost 50 years old. I've had a hip replacement. My original parts are wearing out, and Tri-County is too. Although it's a great school, great programs, the trades, and if you've looked at our website about the building project, you've seen and you've heard the story that the trades are desperate for more workers. Um, The average age of of, uh, an electrician today is in the 50s. So they're headed toward retirement. We really need to invest as a commonwealth and as a community uh, in bringing more people into the trades so that we can have those workers who are essential for all of our homes and industries to be successful, and so we come to the committee today to talk about this project, which we think, having examined a multitude of options—repairing the existing structure, um, addition and renovation options, and new construction options—there uh, were more than a dozen options that we looked at from a cost standpoint, from a timing standpoint, from a standpoint of disruption to student learning. How much would it impact students year to year to year to have any of these three methodologies? come to fruition and after months of study we came to the conclusion as a committee unanimously that the most cost-effective option would be to build behind the current building tear down the current structure once the new building is finished and then add the athletic fields last that might sound familiar because we followed the same methodology with the high school not too long ago so that's our plan uh, to, to, to really effectively think about providing a 21st century education, updated facilities in a better environment for our students. Now, there are certainly some deficits uh, to the current building. Uh, among them, and really the three most notable, I think, have to do with security, fire suppression, and ADA compliance. In 1977, when the building opened, ADA compliance wasn't the law yet. So we've learned through the Department of Education, the offices of the rights, there should be standards uh, for height and clearances of toilets, getting in and out of restrooms. There should be a certain distance afforded to gurneys coming from an ambulance to get into an elevator to reach any part of a building. There are standards and expectations for the slope and angle and and the height of handlebars to get into uh, any structure, educational or otherwise. And in the 1970s, they built to a standard that's not acceptable anymore. It's not up to code. From a security standpoint, I hate to say it, but think of every school shooting that we've ever heard of. It's very easy in the current arrangement at Tri-County to walk through the front door. Maybe someone will stop you. Hopefully, some of the school resource officer will stop you. But if that person's busy, you can freely walk anywhere in the building. It's very hard to control population once they're past the front door. That's not to say that it's not a safe building, because it certainly is. But it could be better. And so with a new building, we can exercise some better controls. And the third has to do with fire suppression. In 1970s, schools were not built with sprinkler systems. We're in a beautiful library here that underwent a renovation. And above us are sprinkler heads that will be deployed and make us very wet, should the fire uh, fire happen. Uh, Well, that's that's built to a certain standard of expectation that we have as a community for this building, for the people and patrons of the library. And the same is true for Tri-County. It doesn't have a fire suppression system. And so to think about retrofitting the existing facility and drilling and opening floors and opening ceilings to make that happen, it's it's a heavy lift financially just to do that piece. And then take all the other corrective measures that we feel are necessary, thinking about it from a cost effectiveness standpoint, if we fix the current standard on all of those conditions and more in the existing facility they'll cost north of 160 million dollars none of that is reimbursable by the state so instead what we've done is we've gone through the Massachusetts School Building Authority to seek reimbursement similar to how the project worked with the Franklin High School and so we were granted approval we were accepted in the MSB program MSBA program um, We went through all of the particulars uh, on the schedule, and we have it on the website to show all the different steps that MSBA requires. We were accepted, we presented what we thought was the best option for the future of Tri-County, and it's been within the last month that they've said yes, you can go forward with a vote. Now, this is not just a Franklin question. You've seen the signs around campus, not campus, excuse me, I work for a (laughs) college. You've seen, I default to that language, Um, go Bridgewater State. (laughs) but what I'll say is that you've seen the signs around uh, town the metal signs that say Tri-County election and one of the ways that we build this event tonight was what's that all about that's about this it's simply a yes or no vote on this plan and there are 11 different communities in the Tri-County district so if you think about um, from Sherburn all the way down to Seekonk that's our district so Franklin's sort of in the middle We have 11 member communities. We're all voting on the same day at the same time. So it's October 24th uh, from noon to 8 p.m. and we're simply looking for a vote either in favor of or in rejection of this plan. It's not how to fund it. That's a question for how the communities individually will fund it. This is simply, is this an appropriate step? And you agree with this plan that this is right for our community because Tri-County is also Franklin School. How'd
2: I do? You did great. Great.
0: Um, so with us tonight, we have, we have a variety of different things and certainly Harry can, can talk about the current conditions. We don't have blown up photos of, of some of the deficits because those aren't pretty. No one likes to see leaky water in pipes, but Harry can certainly talk with you about it. Um, as, we, as we look at uh, really the vision for the building, I'll start at the bottom. Uh, this is the, the front facade of the new building, again, built behind the current structure. So really where the solar field is right now. The solar field would be temporarily displaced with the hope uh, to bring it as a canopy design over the parking lot in the future should the project be approved. Uh, the nice thing, and may I take the microphone off? Would that be problematic? No, all right. I feel like this might be helpful. Let's see, I might need your help here. This, this is a clip here. Perfect. Thanks. I'll point from here. Um, Yes. Thank you. Great idea. This is is Community Engagement (laughs) 101. Why don't you just bring the easel closer? Great idea. I love it. Thank you. Well, so in this design, talking from the security standpoint, we would have two dedicated separate entrances. For the students, um, we would have uh, students enter from the left section as you're looking at the building. On the right side is a separate entrance dedicated to the public, where uh, members of the community could come for the early childhood education program, any pre-professional pre-law programs, um, Jerry's Place, the restaurant, Uh, would be a separate entrance here, so that members of the public would not be easily able to access the rest of the building. So there would be some uh, reasonable separation that we could ensure through two dedicated separate entrances for the public and for the students, the larger of course being for the students. Uh, Thinking about the the footprint, if we imagine, and in another diagram I think we have over here, it's actually outlined in a light pink, but the building is, is actually right here So again, the solar field is directly behind, and so the building would be built there. The idea that we have in having a new building, one of the advantages, is that it would provide minimal disruption to our students. With an addition and renovation, which I'll tell you the MSBA really wanted us to consider. They really uh, prefer that the districts, vocational and traditional school districts, uh, work through the addition and renovation program. The problem that we found with that is that over 10 years, of renovating spaces and shifting students and spending up to three million dollars on mobile trailers for classrooms and a phased approach to move students, but that would just be too high of a cost. Not a financial cost, per se, but a cost to learning. It was simply too great, and the timeline is really, I think, an unacceptable one. With this model, we build in three years. In year four, the current structure starts to come down, and soon after, the athletic fields get built. So we get to realize the potential without disrupting current learning in any way, shape, or form. We improve the facilities. Part of the thing about vocational education is a lot of the equipment is is very unique and special. You don't find it in every district like you do in a vocational district. So the equipment's more expensive. Um, There are some pieces that potentially could come over from the current facility, but a lot of it, by necessity, would need to be new to fit out the current spaces. Um, In the design, we have an open learning commons. If you've been to the the Ben Franklin Charter School, you may have seen that Learning Commons. Certainly larger in scale, but similar in design, and I think you see this in other districts uh, across the Commonwealth with with new design. Um, It would involve, there is actually a gravel road currently that leads up to the site, and this would be one of the primary entrances to the facility as well. Uh, Harry, are there any other features of the new building that we should highlight?
3: Um, I think you did a pretty good job of finding it um, well you know one of the things MSBA requires inqu- is to get the building as close to lead, lead certified as possible um, so it'll be as green a building as, as we can get it within the within, um, requirements and, and laws um, there's some um, excuse me, there's some thoughts of doing some green veg, vegetative roof, roofing and stuff to help um, with the storm water utilize that mm-hmm. um, and some, some green space within, within the building but, uh, but overall it's gonna, it's gonna be a great facility that can that can handle today's technology which is the biggest problem with that current building it just it looks great but it just it can't handle it, it doesn't have the, the bones to handle today today's technology you know and, and that's that's the big, biggest thing with this is so we can provide the students with with state state of the art training to prepare them for, for the workforce
0: thanks harry yeah i'll tell you too that all of our vocational schools in the state are actually failing at the same time mm-hmm. so there are there are districts who are a little bit farther ahead they've done the re- additional renovation programs um, I don't know how many have done a full. there are some who have, who, are, who are building new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those who've done additional renovation, they have said to a one, we wish we had done new because we couldn't predict what was coming at us with what remained. And so we listen to that message and that feeds into this. Harry talked about efficiency, and I think that's really important from the lead uh, certification standpoint. I believe we're, we're aiming for for silver. So it's brown silver gold. Uh, gold being the highest, and so we're aiming for silver. Um, However, the building envelope, and Jen, would you mind grabbing that one and just holding that up? Yeah. So it's three floors, right now it's it's two-ish because there's ramps, Uh, but if we look at at this design, this exploded diagram kind of shows you that it's a more compact footprint, which makes the energy efficiency in the building envelope uh, keeping and preserving energy and heating and cooling uh, to the best degree possible to preserve it. Um, so, we, what, what, part of the thing about the design that we really like is that uh, the shops, the trades in the back are adjacent to the classrooms. And so, from a partnership between faculty and vocational instructors, they can more directly collaborate without having to travel across the building to meet up with one another. Students can quite literally go travel across the classroom, or across the hallway rather. Uh, from English and history classes right directly into uh, the vocational trade spaces as well. Um, So we think that this this three floor design is is very efficient, it certainly uses the site well. Um, Similar to the Franklin High School, there's a courtyard in the middle, Uh, this will be really for the early childhood development program, there are a number of people in Franklin who have taken advantage of that uh, for early childhood care uh, for their own children or grandchildren. Um, so this provides a, a better space for them as well. And the green roof uh, design that Harry was talking about would obviously be up here on the third. If we go down, again, a little closer up diagram. The first is, I would say, over there, a little bit prettier. Um, this is a, a top-down view to, to show the, the layout of parking, the fields, uh, and the facility itself, with loading emergency services, and really dedicated docking space in the back for equipment to come in for the trades. So we have a wonderful facing design uh, for the public. If you were to drive around the circle to the rest of the building, it would look like it was value engineered because that's the plan to save money and, and provide the best uh, overall quality design uh, and experience for, for the communities. So you might be wondering, great, what's the cost? Well, there is a cost. Um, going through the MSBA program, there's a reimbursement uh, process. So it's 56.56 percent of reimbursable expenses, the state will repay. Well, 56.56 of reimbursable expenses essentially translates to about 29 percent of the total construction cost, because there are certain things the state, uh, by rule, will not reimburse for, whether that's parking, uh, paving, uh, site clearance, and things like that. But other other components are reimbursable. So. In essence we're getting about 29 percent of the cost paid for subsidized by the state because we've gone through uh, the due diligence of the MSVIA program however um, there is a cost that gets uh, allotted out to communities and my friend Jen here has pointed out in in several of our committee meetings over the last uh, few months we've never, Tri-County has never once in the 50 years that it's existed on the hilltop off of Pond Street come to the communities for any, asking for any money for any sort of renovations or any major upgrades. This is the very first time. And hope, hopefully, we won't be doing this again for another 50 years, this is, because the goal is to build another 50-year uh, structure that lasts and lasts and lasts, that we can maintain as we've done with the current structure really, really well. But in terms of cost, it's based on a formula. As you would expect from the state, there's a formulation based on enrollment, how many students are sent uh, to Tri-County from each of the member towns. So Franklin, we're actually, and we have been for a long time, we've, we've been the second largest sending school meeting. We send the second most students annually. And so in uh, at, at, the, at the snapshot time of last year, uh, October 1st of 2022, we had 164 students out of around 1,000, which is the total enrollment. Um, <clears throat> only, uh, the only town higher was North Adler Road, 238. And it varies from there. And so it's based on the percentage of how many students are coming, that's the cost borne by the town. So Sherburne sent five students last year, and it's around that same number this year, because of course students graduate and new students come in. So their, their total estimated yearly debt is $63,000, which for an impact value of a house valued at $100,000, the taxable uh, itemized value that we would estimate is about $4 uh, for that particular family for a $100,000 home for property. $250,000? Uh, probably a more likely scenario or higher, uh, $10 uh, per year, which is a Starbucks order. Um, uh, impact uh, value for a home that's more in the $500,000 range, which is probably more, what we're talking about for Sherman, uh, 20 bucks. Um, again, a very good uh, Starbucks order. When we look at Franklin at 164, our annual estimated yearly, debt is estimated to be just north of $2 million. For a, a home value at $100,000, that's $28. Uh, for a home uh, estimated at 250, that's 71. And again, this is yearly cost. For a home valued at 500,000, it's 143. So that's a, a nice dinner out. You know, and it isn't to say that this is not insignificant because of course it is. No one likes to have to pay more. Um, but we think that the return on investment for the community, what it means for the trades, what it means for the future of the commonwealth, what it means for our students today, and in the future is, is worth this cost. Certainly there's a cost to bear. not to say that there isn't we think that this is a reasonable amount um, that we can pay over the course of 30 years at a borrowed rate of 4.25% which that's a great rate if you've looked at interest rates for borrowing right now that's it's extremely high went down a little bit yesterday uh, below eight for a short time but it may go back up we can't predict the future but borrowing this amount which the total estimated budget project is 285 million dollars at that way we think is reasonable for the membership communities to, to absorb. And that's what we're looking for. So we're looking for support from the community on October 24th for folks to come out, um, noon to 8 p.m. The vote is actually at the Franklin High School as most votes in town do. Um, and we're looking for folks to, to,
2: to tell us what they think about this. Yes, sir. So if I do the math, uh, two million over 30 years, $60 million is the commitment Franklin would be signing up for? yes that's right yeah okay is there any um frankly get any benefit by having the land that the school sits on it's in our town are we is that any any anything in our favor in terms of lowering that amount since that land i don't know who owns that land I don't yeah. provide, but great great so the question for the tv audience because i'm not sure that we heard it um is does frankly have any benefit to
0: uh to having the school seated in the town of Franklin. Actually, the, the original charter for, for Tri-County uh, requires that Tri-County be located in Franklin. Uh, so that was a part of the original negotiation, uh, but, but this the MSBA formula takes no into account as to what the location is. So if the idea was to say move it to Medway, well first we'd have to find land in Medway, <laughs> and then we'd have to change the charter and get buy-in from all the member towns before we could do that. So no
2: direct benefit other than it being located in Franklin. I have another question. Uh, was it a consideration of having a combination of renovation and new as a combined effort to yes. reduce cost overall? Yeah so the addition renovation
0: would, would have added a section off the. And we don't have a diagram of the current building uh, but it would have added off of the back um, and then it would have taken down the current section where many of the shops are so when you drive up to the, the building right now the, the the location immediately on the right the farthest to the right that section would come down, um, but the cost difference uh, was within 10% of a total new building, um, and would not correct all of the uh, particulars related to ADA compliance and uh, the rest of the facility, where the ramp and the cafeteria and some of the other public spaces are. So, knowing that it was within 10%, it is 10% higher for new building, but the return on investment for 10% more we thought would be would be worth it. So, in essence, one of our partners was thinking about, you know, the decision to lease versus buy a car. You know, if the cost is within 10%, then maybe think about
2: buying a car because you have equity in something. Um, And this was our line of thinking, And just one last question. Why was the state pushing renovation versus you? Uh, That's a great question for the MSBA. (laughs) I I, I don't honestly know the answer to that. Do you, you, Harry? Well, I know, so the
0: MSBA requires you to look at all options,
3: um, whether it be renovating the existing space as it is, doing a renovation addition, or a new building altogether. Um, And that's part of their requirement when you get into this program. You need to basically leave no stone unturned as far as the plans for the the building go. Um, So what you do is you go through all those options and you you look and find out what the most feasible one is. Um, And and that's where we determine that it just makes sense um, it's most fiscally responsible to go to build the new building um, when you get into the renovation addition and, and the renovation um, the variance in the, in the, in the cost is, is so similar it, it just makes sense and when you look into the when you look at the, the scope for renovation and renovation addition there's a lot of costs involved in that that there's no no return on that investment with right um, the the separate mo- mobile classrooms and, and all the safety barriers and things—those those costs add up, and and you get nothing for it in the end, you know. Um, so you could spend twenty million dollars just in prepping the space for the renovation, or you could take that twenty million dollars, put it towards the new, the new building, with and there's no interruptions to the to the school school or, or, or anything like that, and and that's why. That's why a new building is, is so much more feasible because it's the best return on the investment for the entire school district. Oh
4: yeah. cool. yes. Do you want me to? Okay. Um, do you want me to? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? So I have a couple. A couple have questions. Been, sorry about that. I have a couple questions. The first is whether the um, the building is uh, upgradable in the future, if you know, or whether it can be expanded if, for some reason, there's a baby boom and next few years and you know all of a sudden all these kids are going to be going to high school is, is something that's been thought about in terms of making sure that it's going to last like you said another 50 years mm-hmm. yeah Good.
0: No, go ahead. Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, so one of the one of the questions we had to answer actually for the for the MSBA process is what is what is your program describe what you what you do what you want to do and how can this project help And so the very first answer that we had to give with that was: This is not an expansion of the school district. This is we have a thousand students across four years of high school. We're not looking to expand the scope at all. We're just looking to serve the current population better. Um, So we're not looking to go to 1,100, 1,200 of that. Um, So for that reason, we think that this fits the the needs of the community best for this right now. Is it expandable? The second part of your question, Max? Potentially. And, and I think what you can expect going forward across the Commonwealth is this back and forth methodology of when a new school is needed, you can use the current land in front of it, behind it, to the side of it, to build or expand on from there. And then when that building times out, you do the reverse. Does that help answer your question? Yeah. You said you had more. Um, in terms of the uh,
4: enrollments, figures used to determine the formula. That's set in time, so if enrollment changes, is the debt, Responsibility going to change or is it going to stay fixed?
1: It varies with enrollment.
4: Yeah. Yep. So, so would we need another debt? Like, if all of a sudden, hundred more students go to Franklin, would we need to do another debt exclusion?
1: So we don't do financing right. for your
4: town. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, so we don't do financing. So ours is really about approving the project, and then how each member community deals with the financing a- aspect is up to them. Um, it does fluctuate based on enrollment though, so that's an estimate based on last year's enrollment. Um, and again, it's really up to how the town manages their finances. So we don't we don't get involved in that. Can you just repeat what you said earlier for the camera about it would fluctuate? Oh, it would fluctuate based on enrollment. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. the numbers are based on the enrollment as of, te- of 10-1-2022. Next year, the numbers change. So our, our fees are really based on the number of students. Yeah. One more thing. Um, in terms of finding an
4: architect for the project, have you done that yet and what sort of track record have they had of, of doing buildings and
1: satisfaction with that? Yeah, you want me to take this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so all of that was part of our MSBA process. Um, so extensive process around using an architect, um, contract, company and all that. They've been integral in the packet that we submitted to MSBA for the three different patterns of, of, of uh, the three different options that we had to submit. Um, so all of those people who have been on board with us advising um, this whole process. Peter and I and Harry are very intelligent people, um, but this is not, we didn't create this. Um, so it's a team of people that come together with our support and our guidance to talk about our vision and then their expertise to put it on paper and make it a reality.
3: I'll, ju- I'll just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, I, I assume that the projected contribution <clears throat> from each community is just for the new building. Can you speak to on an everyday basis without this new building? How the funding works? Does Franklin currently um, contribute? Yeah. So
1: you want me to do this? Yeah. Go. Okay.
0: Please.
1: Finance degree is coming in really handy. <laughs> um, so so it is. It, so every year, what happens is we look at our enrollment numbers and each. To, uh, member town is given an assessment amount that they pay in contribution to our budget so our budget is comprised of contributions from all of our member towns we use that we do our budget the same way um, Franklin Public Schools do, does their budget our funding just comes from all of our member towns and not one source so that's where it's a little bit different yeah
0: yeah I'll just add one quick thing yeah. before we go to the next question these numbers are, have been pretty stable now, this presented. Is, yes. Y- yes, exactly right. Thank you. Uh, Percentage-wise. Um, this is my fourth year uh, serving as a as a school committee member for Franklin, and, and these numbers have not changed much. The only real noticeable change has been in uh, Medfield, where I think they doubled from three to six. Mm-hmm. You had a second question. Um, you mentioned, um, in passing, an additional road. Can you just
3: speak to um, how that flows traffic-wise, yeah. but did I misunderstand?
0: Oh, oh no, you're no, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And we is... on have. Right? Yeah, no. Oh, oh. Okay. this is a better way to look at it. I think um, maybe not. We'll go over there. Yeah, this one's better. Uh, so th- this actually exists right now. Um, so as you come up uh, the site past Arcadia Dental and um, uh, Starbucks, um, there actually is a, a gravel road here now. Uh, that remains from the original construction in the 70s. Um, And so, for reasons that maybe Harry might know, um, (laughs) part of the design was to to utilize that road to make for better ingress and egress from the site uh, at the busiest times of day, for school buses, for students who drive, uh, and then certainly for deliveries uh, and equipment at the back. So it is uh, certainly, as we think about adding new pavement, uh in in this environment where we're we're careful about stormwater runoff uh that's part of the plan as well so test drills uh, drill wells will will happen uh, for water quality control and assurance so it comes out to old west central just as the existing driveway does so yeah so just one more way in it yeah that's right that's right so this road actually exists and this is the way uh to uh pond street and and Medway. Um, and this is the slope up the hill and so we're we're adding this new road here it's it's already there it's the it's
3: already there it's basically the, the, the passage for the utility lines running up to the property so it would just be made into a more it's just it's a gravel road it would be made into a more permanent road to help and it'll help with the flow of traffic and it'll help us separate the construction traffic while the new building is being built and keep it completely separate from the daily school traffic so so i could look at for the existing gravel road today i would be able to see it to understand where that's yes The the only thing that the only thing that would change on it is right now that gravel road um it doesn't turn this way it actually just comes down straight this way um but the design has it turning starting here and turning up to uh, help with the uh, help with the flow of traffic and the uh, the swing room you need for for a bus or a construction vehicle. Great question. <laughs> Any
0: other questions? I know you have one. <laughs> I
5: can see a couple that. of follow-up clarification ones. From prior presentations, there was discussion around the enrollment, certainly the capacity currently is 1,000. You referenced the more need for more skilled staff, trades, et cetera. Um, What's the latest in regards to, clearly, this being a project is funded at the, or being scoped at the 1,000. Is there still a discussion at the state that potentially, either here or in some others, they would build some additional capacity? to meet the needs that are projected to come? Yeah, so that's a great question about uh, adding
0: capacity <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I saw, I heard your lips. <laughs> I was ready.
1: So there you go. So I think what this at the state level, what they're seeing is they're seeing enrollment um, mm-hmm. go through the roof for vocational schools and then how to create capacity. So a lot of the push right now at the, at the state level is how do we create capacity with the existing buildings? So they're looking at after dark programs, they're looking at um, night programs. Um, so that has been really the focus for the state for the last, I would say, four or five years about increasing capacity through those other avenues, so utilizing buildings. So now we have a beautiful building that we use from 7.30 to 2.30 for educational purposes and then extracurricular activities. How do we then capitalize on when that round of students go home, do we create an afternoon from a three to six and then then complement with our night programs? So really, that's where the focus has been on. It hasn't been on, you know, It hasn't been on building and expanding. It's been utilizing the spaces that already exist because there's been, you know, concern around underutilization. Sure. Yeah. Did you have another one, Steve? More of an update. I did find out this
5: afternoon that the tri-county ballots have indeed arrived at the town clerk office. So beginning tomorrow, anyone who chooses can vote early. Tomorrow they will be mailing out the ballots for those who requested mail mm-hmm. ballots and then clearly the vote on the 24th from 12th 8 would work as well
1: perfect so I just want to repeat that so in case you couldn't hear Steve um, he said that the ballots have arrived so you are able to vote um, at town hall early voting begins tomorrow if you had requested a mail-in ballot those will be going out this week as well um, and then otherwise we would love to see you on October 24th from 12 to 8 um, at the high school voting
2: Do you, we know what? The, and I, maybe you guys are not the ones, but what the actual cost per resident will be if if, any, if those numbers stay the same? Per resident? Well, it's, we're gonna. Have to, it's probably gonna come out as some sort of a seven. Yep.
0: Yeah. That. It's, yeah. So it's, it's it's based on this chart here. So we had to provide numbers to MSBA so that they could provide these estimates. So for Franklin, the top line, we're alphabetically first, but because we're presenting here, we're also at the top. Uh, it would be uh, depending on the valuation of the the home value, uh, between twenty eight seventy seven to about
1: one hundred and fifty,
0: depending on the valuation. And,
1: and that's yearly, per year. Yeah,
0: for how many years? Thirty. Thirty years. Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so we should we should talk about our website because there's there's a lot more information. Excuse me. There's a lot more information to be had. Um, if you saw us at uh, Harvest Fest, we were handing out these brochures. These are also available at Tri-County where you can walk in and, and gather some information. If you're looking for information about the Adult and Continuing Ed programs, we also have that. I know Bob Foley, our yeah. Director uh, of Continuing and Adult Ed, would love to have more, um, is looking certainly for more instructors who can teach the trades, uh, but would love to talk with folks who are looking to, to expand their learning. It is about lifelong learning. We've primarily focused on the high school experience uh, for our traditional trades, but it is a building that is utilized right. throughout the evenings and stays open late for a variety of purposes. When we're there for school committee meetings on Wednesdays once a month, there are students actively learning mm-hmm. in a variety of classroom settings. But uh, on this brochure, there's a QR code and a website, which I'll just quickly read. It's www.tri-countybuilding.com. And uh, there is a link to a great videos. So you can see pictures of some of the problems that we currently have in the existing facility. In ways that we're looking to remediate it, along with meeting meeting notes and uh, additional documents. Do You have more questions. I, do. I, at- I just one, just one. Yes. This might be a Steve question.
4: <laughs> I love those. <laughs> I like those, those too. This might be a Steve question, but um, are there any debt exclusions that are coming off within the immediate future um, that might help blunt the impact of a newer debt
5: exclusion? Yeah, and coincidentally, that was also discussed in one of the candidate interviews we just did in preparation for the November election. Um, don't call me specifically to but uh, between Kelly Sullivan and Remington Jeff, I believe those are the nearest to be coming off in the next couple of years. Uh, and then it's, I think it's 2035, the high school finally comes off. Not soon. So to be property taxes will go down. When well, that it's it's hard to see the down because you always have the automatic two and a half in there, it's like, so it's, it's, it's not, half, not right, going too. up as much. It's still going to go up. Um, the two other places we can see that in the near future. Uh, there's a joint budget subcommittee meeting, I believe, on October 11th, prior to the town council meeting they'll be getting into uh, some of the finances side Um, and then in December if not late November when we set the tax rate they'll be going through that piece and showing where the assessment and the valuations are because uh, as others have mentioned, Chloe, we need a bigger pie the pot's not big enough uh, which is in terms of the other piece uh, if we don't do the debt exclusion for the 2.1, assuming it's truly that for one year, then it's 2.1 million that would come out from our operation budget to fund this, affecting across the board, police, fire, schools, library, yada, yada, yada. So it's gonna be a tough choice for Franklin to make, Um, but the other question I was gonna say, I'm assuming while you've got one with High attendance tonight um there may be more sessions that people can ask and uh get answers and questions or do you also have another you know email address or you know phone number to call or just stop by the tri-county office to yep. get additional questions and answers yep. Take that back. Yes.
0: yes anyone looking for information can find it i would say the first and best resource is probably the website Mm -hmm. where you can find the answer to the most common questions. However, um, should there be more demand, we could certainly do more community Mm -hmm. outreach meetings. We've had six to eight, I want to say, community meetings at the high school for all 11 member towns and unfortunately turnout has been low. You see that at many government meetings, Mm but Mm -hmm. it's true for that too. Uh, but certainly, anyone with any questions, yep. certainly reach out to us. Our names and email addresses are on the on the website. As yep. representatives of Franklin, you can certainly go to the school, uh, email, um, the superintendent. Any way to reach out for for questions, we're happy to answer. An informed public is the is the is the best right. uh, resource.
1: And just to clarify a little bit, that tags into your: Are there any debt exclusions that are coming off? This debt exclusion doesn't start when we start the project, so this doesn't happen until 2028. 2028. So there wouldn't be payment from any of our member towns until closer to 2028. Right. So this, just to clarify that, because I know that was some confusion. People felt, you know, the conversation's happening now or whatever, but financially there's no there's gonna be no commitment from the towns until twenty
0: twenty eight. Right. So the most important point to reiterate here is that the vote on the twenty-fourth is yes or no to right. this project. Uh, gets paid for by each member town is up to those towns mm-hmm. and yes as we've discussed here and Steve and, and Max and others have elaborated on there are lots of ways to get
5: there mm-hmm. right. And while we're here for Franklin November 7th town election has that ballot question on how we fund it how we, how fund, we fund it, it. how yes. are we in Franklin it? Right. not not yes or no to the project which <clears throat> is the 24th that's the 24th. So 24th November 7th is a different vote Correct.
4: So yeah. the October 24th is a majority rules vote?
0: Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So it's, we need one more vote in the S yes. column to move forward with the project, and that's across all towns, so it's all additive. Regardless of how, how many you contribute.
4: That, everyone is weighted That's right, so
0: everyone has an equal vote. Um, all member towns vote at the exact same time, and however it shakes out across all towns' votes. It's not
5: scaled, it's just a total vote, yes versus no in the, for information's sake, my conversation with the town clerk this morning we touched on this topic. There's 134,000 voters registered across the 11 communities. Wow. Based on our Franklin representation in turnout at a ballot election for a debt exclusion, we're approximately 40%. So if we took that as the guide, we're talking 50 to 60,000 voters in that noon to 8. Based on some of what I've been hearing, I'd be surprised if we really get to the 50, 60,000 voters. I think you're
0: right to be skeptical about turnout because this is the only thing on the ballot. It is a singular question yes or no. Right. Um, and that's the way that it has to be by statute
1: one more thing just to clarify too i think it's important that you know the vote if, there, if it's a no vote we still have to move forward so i think that that's important for voters to understand too so if it is a no vote on the new build we still have to move forward with renovations and upgrades and you know safety kind of what peter talked about um, but none of that would be reimbursable so that's why at this point this is a really important vote because it's looking at, you know, yes, we have to move forward either way, but do we want to subscribe to some reimbursement to help that cost? Or do we feel like we're going to fund that individually? Ooh. And
0: to, to make that point even more clear, because that was very clear, I think, <laughs> um, it would be a band-aid approach. It would be 160 some odd million dollars to fix what we have, knowing that there are going to be things we can't predict are going to go wrong again. And then we go through the MSBA process all over again. And instead of being at 285, we're maybe talking about 350, 400 million, and the cost gets borne in the same way. Mm-hmm.
4: So if the, the, the vote is no, is are the towns going to have to have a debt exclusion anyway for the cost to renovate the
1: building? These are great questions for your town council. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we yeah. don't know. We can't. We, we can't control It's it.
1: outside of our scope, and I don't need to be. you know, But they would
0: have they would to put the bill for it. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. towns would have to pay for it yeah. somehow.
1: So that's you know, and that's what we talked about. How we've never done um, an assessment. We've never done any form of that. So some schools, if you look, regional regional vocational schools will do special assessments for renovations or upgrades or stuff like that. We haven't had, we haven't had any. Never once. Never once. So that's something to also keep into consideration. Um, but yeah, the funding piece is tricky for us because that's not that's outside, our, of, outside our scope. It's outside of our scope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We wish we could supply I mean, the And yeah. you should play powerball yeah. and uh, donate to the school. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? These have been great. So I'm assuming, unlike the
4: Franklin High School, where there was a kind of a cookie cutter, like oh other school other yes. there is not one for Tri County. Like there's not a plan yeah. to form up because you said like all of them are kind of going at the same time. Yeah, the model school building.
0: That's, that's the term. Yes, model, yeah. yeah. I think I think Franklin was the last of the model school building programs. Okay.
1: I think there's some elements of it, though. Like I think that common area that you see, the green space in the middle, that is one of those. Those collaborative workspaces, so those are, those are big. Those are at the high school. Um, so they're just areas to do some, you know, unique learning experiences. Some of the elements are, but I think back in the day when that one was done, it was like there was three or four models they picked from. Um, this is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. shops. There's shops, yeah. There's yeah. shops. that's there the tricky plan part. plan for new technology right. and stuff. So that's like, right. And I'm gonna do one little political plug too. Legislation um, is out there now too because obviously to recreate and rebuild a, a new vocational school is much more costly than your typical high school because of the equipment and a variety of reasons. So there is legislation that we're out there, Dr. McGuire's been working diligently um, to support that that would increase funding in reimbursement for a project like this, because currently it's not really taken into consideration the extra elements of what it what it costs to rebuild a vocational school. So if you're interested in politically getting involved because you have some extra time, um, go out there and look at those, um, those bills that are out there. Um, she's a great advocate for that. She did a, an interview um, the other day with the local radio station, so I'm sure she talked about it there too. Um, but there are ways that we're looking at other avenues to help support that funding mechanism. Um,
0: that, that we have presented here today. Well so. said,
1: Jen. i bring it every day. A lot of positive encouragement. I like it.
0: <laughs> Thank you for your time and, and, and coming to learn about something that could really benefit our students and students elsewhere in the district. We Thank, you. On, we'll start. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.
5: We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio.